Welcome to the Karate Shrimp Podcast. I'm your host, Sabrina Bleem. Join me in exploring all the ways we can perform better in life and martial arts. Motivation was never a problem for me when I started karate. I felt so driven all the time. Nothing could keep me from my training. When I started, I was going through a period of intense stress, but karate was this incredible outlet for me and it made me feel happy again and it made me feel strong. So it was a no-brainer for me to get to the dojo every night that it was open, to compete in every tournament I could, to make it to every practice session for a tournament team, to train at home religiously. I exercised probably about three hours a day without fail and I had no trouble feeling motivated to train. And then last year, everything started burning around me. That's what it felt like. And I really struggled with motivation. I, I really didn't feel like training. I went from feeling like I was thriving to barely surviving. I was definitely in survival mode. And I think the only thing that kept me going and kept me training was the fact that I worked at a dojo, you know, so I had to be there. So my environment supported me training, even when I didn't have any motivation. I had no motivation to train last year. I really didn't. I had no motivation to compete. We weren't competing for the bulk of the year because of COVID. But then, you know, competition started again last fall and I didn't feel like it. I mean, my mom passed away. I was going through all this crazy stressful stuff at the time and the thought of competing and, you know, possibly getting injured in a tournament and all that, it just didn't appeal to me. And I also knew that I hadn't physically recovered from all of the stress I was under and I was in nowhere near as good shape as I used to be back when I was competing all the time and feeling really good and I was able to recover quite quickly, even with all of the hard training and, and competitions. And I knew I wasn't there yet, um, but I didn't feel motivated. And I went to the dojo because I had to, because I worked there. And, you know, I worked hard when I was there, but my heart wasn't really in it the way it used to be because I was under so much stress. And it really became about, um, you know, going from like before that where I was thriving and my goal was always self-improvement, was always continuous improvement. Uh, I didn't have a set goal like, okay, I want to win a grand championship or get a certain number of gold medals or get my black belt. It wasn't really about that for me. It was constantly improving. It was continuous improvement. That's all I wanted. There was no end point. It was just, I wanted to do everything I could to keep getting better at karate. I went from that to last year feeling like I just need to get through today. Every day it was like, it took everything I had to get through the day. I was in survival mode. And when you're in survival mode, you know, self-actualization and self-improvement and all of that, it feels very irrelevant. And before that, my priority, my top priority, apart from, you know, being a parent, taking care of my kids, that kind of thing, my personal priority was my training. That was it. Nothing beat that. Nothing came above or before my karate training. That was the only thing I really, really cared about and that I just wanted to like do all the time and I was consumed by it and driven in a really positive way I felt. And then I went from that to like, I'm just gonna get through the day. I'm just gonna get through this training session. I'm gonna get through this class, gonna get through this shift, knowing I had so much stress to deal with outside of that, 
right? Like where my mom was dying and uh, I was going through all of this, you know, harassment and stuff that I talked about last week. And there was more stuff happening too. Focusing on my training, it wasn't a priority anymore. You know, and I knew karate wasn't going anywhere, right? I knew I could get back to it one day and I knew that I needed to prioritize getting through it, getting through all the stress and healing. But when you're in that survival mode, right? Like training is an extra. So when you think about your basic needs, like when it's when it comes down to survival, you know, it's getting enough to eat. It's uh, having shelter from the elements, you know, uh, avoiding exposure, um, not, you know, getting attacked <laughs> and being killed. You know, it's, all, it's about survival and training, you know, to do well in a competition or to pass a belt test or to feel really good about myself or feel fit. That just, it's, that has nothing to do with survival, right? That's just an extra. So if you're in survival mode or you've gone through this, you know, and you struggled with feeling motivated to train, it's probably because that training is an extra, right? And you you do need to get to a point where you're feeling good enough and you're, you're not in survival mode. You're able to get through the day and then the training uh, doesn't feel like this extra difficult thing, like an extra huge weight on you, right? And that's what it was feeling like. It's just like my heart wasn't in it. You know, this is my my passion. This is something I love. Like I love karate. I love martial arts, but karate in particular, like that's where my heart is. And I just, I was shocked that I, I went from this like rah, 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 karate's the best thing. Everyone should train in karate to like, uh, you know, I just, I just need to sleep. Like I just, I just need to get through today. I want to go to bed. I want to just like have a quiet day or I don't have to worry about anything, you know, like I was going through a rough time and that lasted until probably this past summer, I started to relax a bit and I started to feel that stress lift a bit. I'm not at the end of it yet, but I'm seeing the light, you know, faintly far away at the end of the tunnel. And I was starting to get my sense of humor back and my drive back and, and, you know, my fiery spirit is starting to come back. It's not quite there yet. Um, but it's starting to come back. But the one thing that I am struggling with still is motivation to train. And it's interesting because I never had that problem before. And even before karate, I was exercising a lot, uh, mostly out of desperation because I was going through a lot of stress and it was the only way I could sleep at night. But I didn't struggle with getting off my butt and training, right? And then, you know, going through that last year where I didn't feel motivated at all, but I had an environment that in which like I had to keep training, I didn't have a choice because it was my job, um, that really helped when I was struggling with motivation, you know, I had to do it anyway. And now I don't have to do it anyway. I don't have to, right? I want to, but I don't always feel like it. And I do train every day, I do. But I'm not training to the point that like I know I can train, like I, I know that intense training feels really good. And back when I was competing all the time, training three hours a day, I felt so awesome. I felt that bliss. And like, I used to run regularly. I've been, you know, running more um, lately, but uh, I used to run outside every day and running is difficult. I mean, it's like with karate or anything, it's an act of will. Like every step you take when you run, it's an act of will, right? You have to tell yourself like another step, another step, another step. And when you're done a run, it's like such a huge accomplishment because you know that it was difficult. You know that it was an act of will to keep going, right? And I felt this bliss, you know, I'd get outside for a run and I felt this bliss of like all the endorphins after. And I felt like, wow, I accomplished something difficult, right? 
And when I train hard in karate, it's that same feeling, right? That same bliss. And a few weeks back, maybe a month or two back now, I can't remember, my kids, they're training or practicing for a dance performance. They're going to be performing at a convention. They all do cosplay and stuff like that. And they rented a dance studio and I brought my uniform and my weapons uh, and all that. And I trained while they were practicing. I had to be, you know, in a corner. I didn't want to take up too much space and I wanted to be quiet, no key eyes. Um, but it was so amazing. Like I got, you know, two to three hours, three hours of training in and I felt so amazing. I felt so blissed out. That bliss again, that bliss that you feel when you get a hard workout in, when you get a hard training session and you get all the endorphins and you feel like, wow, I did something difficult. I did something difficult, right? And before like going to that studio, I didn't feel like training, but I knew I would have an opportunity to. So I brought my uniform. Once I got it on, well, I may as well train. And then I just felt awesome, right? So now with struggling sometimes with motivation, part of what helps me is thinking back to that bliss, right? And how blissed out I feel when I do train regularly, when I do push myself, when I do, you know, push myself more than I think I can handle. And I get to that point of like feeling super fit and strong and healthy. Um, But I need to get off my butt to get there, right? And a couple of years ago, I wrote an article, then I talked about motivation. And at the time, it was funny, because I wrote this article talking about like, if you're struggling with motivation, how to deal with it. And I wasn't struggling at the time with motivation for karate, I was struggling maybe with motivation for other parts of my life. But I found this, this article, this study, and it was super interesting to me. I'm going to talk about this now, because this is helping me now to get off my butt and do more training uh, and, you know, get back to where I want to get with my, with my routine. And first of all, before I talk about the study, the point of my article was that, you know, often we wait until motivation strikes to do, to take an action. We think that we need to feel motivated in order to do something, but motivation doesn't always come first. With me with karate in the beginning, like I felt motivated for so long, but I really think it was taking action and starting karate And then I started to feel motivated to train in karate and it just built and built and built. And I had this momentum going where I felt motivated all the time, but it's because I took action and started, right? So action actually happened first, motivation followed. So if we wait for motivation to strike, we may never take action, right? Because motivation is fickle, it comes and goes. And like me right now, it comes and goes. Last year, it was gone, it was totally gone, right? This year, you know, it's up and down every day. But me, if I just wait until I feel motivated to get a hard training session, and I might never train, I might never train. So I found this article, this study, and they had a group of people and they had, they were sitting in front of a computer screen And on the screen, there was a dot and a dot would move either to the left, sorry, I'm on camera here, to the left or to the right. And there was levers. And if the dot moved to the left, they had to move a lever on the left side. If a dot moved to the right, they had to move a lever on the right side. But what the participants in the study didn't know is that one of those levers was actually more difficult and heavier to move. It was harder to move. So... What they found is that participants would move the lever that was easier, even if it was the wrong answer. So if the dot was moving to the left, but that lever was really hard to move, they would move the other lever on the right. Okay, so they chose the direction that was wrong because it was easier. 
So what they what they deduced from this is that our brains are actually wired to do something that seems easier. Okay, we're actually wired to choose the easy path. So we often blame, like say if we have a lack of motivation or whatever, we skip training sessions, we think, oh, I'm lazy. I'm lazy, I need to get off my butt, I'm such a lazy person. And we blame other people, we, we accuse other people of being lazy, we label them as lazy. But really, what the study showed, I found it so fascinating, is that our brains are wired to choose the easy task or a task that seems easier. So they, you know, after moving that lever once, they learned, oh, it's actually really hard to move. And then it seemed too difficult. It seemed too difficult in their head to move that lever so they'd avoid it. When you think of survival, when you think of, you know, human biology, um, why would we expend more energy than necessary? That's not a good survival tactic, right? If you're living out in nature, if you, you know, start doing a workout, you start doing a karate session and you don't have to, you know, you're not being attacked, you're not fighting off a tiger or whatever, and you start practicing your karate, you're expending energy that you don't need to. You don't need to for survival, right? If you're being attacked, yes, you need to. But if you're not, it's extra, right? And maybe, you know, your brain's like, well, do you actually have enough food to fuel you after you have done that exercise, right? So it, it, your brain kind of convinces you to do the easy thing to conserve energy. That is what your body wants is to keep you alive. With that in mind, you know, instead of beating ourselves up for feeling lazy or being lazy, we can say, well, no, there's just something about this scenario that seems too difficult for my brain. So my brain's going to say, well, don't do the workout. Just, you know, take that remote control and watch some Netflix. It's easier, right? So how many times have you planned to do a workout or a training session or go to the dojo or whatever, and something comes up and then you skip it? because the activity you did instead, it seemed easier than the workout. Instead of despairing over the results of the study and saying, oh, we're all doomed, look at us, we're wired to be lazy or we're wired to you know, sit around and do nothing, say, okay, well, I can use this knowledge to my advantage and say, well, how can I adjust my environment to make the desired behavior, like training, to make it seem easier? Okay, so when I was working at the dojo, it seemed really easy to train because I had to go to work and then I was already there, so I may as well train, right? But if my environment now, I'm at home, I work from home, you know, I train at home. If I didn't have a place set up in the, in the house to train, it would be a lot more difficult to train, right? So I have to think about what can I do at home to make it easier to train, to make it easier than going on my phone, to make it easier than watching TV, to make it easier than, you know, giving it a mess and eating some junk food. So the way to do this is to reduce friction. So like one thing I do is when I get up in the morning and I've been doing this for years, instead of getting my street clothes on right away, and like I like to have a shower first, what I do, instead of having a shower and getting my street clothes on, I put on my workout clothes. And then I don't have a shower until I've done my workout. And what this does in my head is it makes exercise seem easier. So I think, well, I already have my workout clothes on. I may as well exercise. You know, and I, made, I made it a habit to put on my exercise clothes and then I may as well do it, right? So like if you're sitting around at home on a Saturday and you're thinking, well, I don't get enough training in for karate or whatever, you could put your uniform on and just like sit around at home with your uniform on. After a while, you're gonna feel pretty silly if you don't do some training, right? You're already wearing your uniform so that's one less obstacle 
to overcome. So it makes training seem easier because you're already wearing the uniform, right? So if you have it set up in your home where you have like a training space, where you have your gear out, where you have weights, if you strength train, have it all accessible so that it's easy to get started because getting started is the hardest part. It's the hardest part. And once we start, we start to feel more confident, right? We start to trust ourselves that we can get off our butt and do that thing. And then we start to feel motivated and then we can continue and build up momentum. So what can you do to adjust your environment to make what you want to do seem easier so that even if you don't have motivation, you can still be successful in doing that training or whatever it is you wanna work on, right? So put on your workout clothes, put on your martial arts uniform, have your gear out, have your weapons out, have a training space, make it as easy as possible. And then whatever distracts you, like your phone, put it on focus mode, right? Delete some apps on your phone or put your phone in another room. You know, don't train in the same room where you have your TV because you might think, ah, I'm just gonna turn on the TV and watch TV instead. So you wanna reduce friction. You wanna reduce the obstacles that get in the way. So if an obstacle, your brain says, oh, I'm not wearing my uniform, it's too difficult to get it on, you get it on first thing in the morning, right? You reduce that obstacle, you reduce that friction. It's one less thing getting in the way of you achieving your goals. I wanna be real with you guys that I struggle with this stuff too, right? And so I really am trying to do all the things myself and learn from it so I can share it with you and like what works and what doesn't. And I find like studies like this are so cool to show that, you know, we're not, we're not lazy. We're not lazy. And you know, if you're in survival mode, give yourself a break, honestly, try to like, I know what it's like to feel like you're at rock bottom and everything's burning around you. And the thought of training is just like, I can't be bothered. So if you're in that point, you know, like make it as simple as possible. If you do want to train, if you do find the energy and the strength to train, make it as simple as possible. And this is another thing that we can do to uh, reduce friction and to make it seem easier is instead of saying, I'm going to work out for an hour, which, you know, you might say, oh, that's just too much work. I can't do it. I may as well skip it. Say, okay, I'm going to do five minutes. And I talk about this five minute actions or I'm going to do two minutes. Reduce it to an amount that seems so easy that it seems dumb to not do it, right? So one kick, one punch, because chances are when you do that one kick, that one punch, that one set of kicks, that five minutes, you're going to want to do more. And I'm not saying that five minutes a day for the rest of your life is enough, because I don't think so. I think, you know, we do need to push ourselves. It's really important. Like fitness is important and health is important. And the more training, the better in my mind. And that's what works for me. But telling ourselves it has to be an hour and then we don't do it at all. Well, that's not helping our fitness level or our health. But if we can reduce it to an amount that seems easy, so our brain doesn't say, it's not worth it. I can't do it. I'm too tired. Forget it. It's not, I, no, I'm not getting off my butt. Reduce it to an amount that seems easy. And then we're more likely to do it. And then we will probably keep going and build up momentum and get that motivation back. Thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in to the Karate Shrimp podcast. You can also find me on YouTube at The Karate Shrimp, as well as on my blog, www.thekarateshrimp.com. There you can find more resources as well as online courses to help you perform better in life and martial arts. Feel free to share my content with anyone you know who could benefit from it. See you next time.